Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 40, recorded March 6, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, the 2020 Lockie Awards program is on YouTube. New interview episode coming. Quick set Home Connect 620 Smart Lock. First public pick of the MIUA LB. Tool 2021 board elections coming up. Tool in Australia looking for more members. Tony Varelli interviewed Raymond Belmont. Historical Locks website by Asa Abloy, Lockpicking Criminals, Sales, and Giveaways. You can find the audio version of the show almost anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find the video version currently on YouTube. Live streams are available on YouTube, Twitch, and DLive. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some of the platforms that I distribute this on limit the length of the show notes and the ability to put clickable links in there. So if you're using one of those, go to thelocksportscast.com where there will always be full show notes with links. Announcements this week. The... 2021 Lockie Awards are now complete. I did the live stream on March 5th. The recorded live stream is up on the Lock Sportscast YouTube channel. I've decided not to announce the winners here this week so that I don't spoil it for anyone who wants to watch the full show and just hasn't had a chance yet. If you do watch that show, you can skip to 14 minutes and about 50 seconds to get to the real start of the show. There was a warm-up period where it was just a countdown timer, so that'll get you through that. It also will get you through the part where I forgot to turn my microphone on. I will announce the winners here next week for any audio listeners that don't want to go watch it on YouTube or anybody who just doesn't want to spend the time to watch it on YouTube. Eventually, I will get the list posted on thelocksportscast.com. I'm going to be migrating the entire podcast to a different host here now that the Lockie Awards is over. So I'll probably wait till after I do that before I bother setting that up on the page. A new interview episode is already up for patrons and will be published to the public feed on Wednesday the 10th. Uh, The interview was with Pat Watson of Uncensored Tactical. We had a fun talk covering uh, his history and experience, his real-world entry techniques that he teaches in his book and training courses, a little bit about his podcast, and even some about his dog, because I love dogs. It was mostly focused on his book because I had just finished reading that literally 35 minutes before we recorded the episode. Uh, I spent the whole morning, I'd only finished chapter one before that, so I spent the whole morning powering through reading his book so that I would be fresh on it to do the interview. So check that out. Wait for that to come out on, if you're already a patron, go check it out on your patron feed. If you're not a patron, just wait for it to come out on Wednesday. I thought we would start out the news with a story that kind of shows what the uh, use of Pat's book and training courses are. The, this story is out of New York called Empty Car Careens Into House in Elba, No Injuries. An unoccupied car drove into a house at 5069 Mark Road in Elba, the Fire department and medics responded and found no injuries, but the car had reportedly bumped into the house at a low rate of speed, and first responders on scene had to call to try and find somebody to come unlock the car because the keys 
were in the vehicle that was pressing against the house. So uh, Pat's book and training courses are very well suited to training first responders and police and, and anybody who might be the first on the scene to be able to effect an entry into many different situations, including vehicles. And he does hands-on training in his training courses so you actually get to experience the uh, entry techniques yourself. The next story is actually a blog post that I came across in one of my regular searches called Road Weary and Locked Out. And this, I think, kind of demonstrates why lock manufacturers don't even bother putting much effort into building security into locks with the way the American public treats their security. The basic story here I'll just kind of give a synopsis of instead of plagiarizing her work by reading it here. They got locked out of their house Saturday night, it says. So they were out with their kids who take part in uh, basketball. And uh, even though it's time of COVID, they have loosened things up a little bit and they were able to participate in some games. They got home late, opened the garage door, you know, drive in, gather the things and go to enter the house through the door in the garage and the door is locked. And they don't expect it to be locked because they never lock it. Which, by the way, is something criminals know. And an automated garage door is not that hard to bypass. Anyway, so they couldn't figure out why it was locked, but they weren't worried because they assumed that their kid had probably left the back door open anyway. Unfortunately for them, they say in this case, he didn't leave it unlocked. It was locked tight. And so was the front door. And they don't have any keys on them. They always rely on the automatic garage door opener, enter through the garage, and the unlocked door to the house from there. And they, don't, they assume their kids are just going to leave the back door unlocked, which is where most criminals are going to go in the first place. Uh, they, yeah, the story continues. They searched for somebody who had a key to their house, their best friend who didn't have it, their next door neighbor who wasn't home that they thought they'd given a key to. They called several locksmiths, a total of four, who apparently were not answering their phone on a Saturday night. So they called the police. The police said, well, we can break your door down because obviously they haven't taken Pat's training. So finally, one of the kids has to go uh, number two. And they, so she takes the kids some to a store to take care of that business. Meanwhile, the, the husband takes a, uh, evidently a hammer and screwdriver to the doorknob and busted it apart so he could get the door open. And her lessons learned from this experience, as she lists them, is I should definitely keep a spare house key in my purse. How about keeping a key at all in your purse or your key ring? Why don't you have one? Why doesn't your husband have one? Anyway. 24-hour service doesn't always mean 24-hour service, and I probably shouldn't trust a three-year-old even though he's adorable. Why would manufacturers of American locks put too much effort into it when this is, as far as I can gather, a fairly common occurrence in American households? Next, Quickset has announced their Home Connect 620 Smart Lock. The lock is Quickset's first smart lock in the Home Connect line features a 10-button keypad with one-touch locking, 250 user codes, the latest Z-Wave 700 chip technology, which includes the convenience of Z-Wave Smart Start and the security of the S2 framework. 
It is designed to integrate with a variety of smart home systems and delivers convenience and peace of mind to homeowners with complete remote locking and unlocking via smartphones, tablets, when paired with supported home platform. The new Z-Wave 700 series chip provides a number of enhancements, including extended wireless range and wireless security features that reduce the vulnerability of the network during enrollment. The S2 framework adds an additional layer of AES 128-bit encryption of wireless signals for increased device security, they say. So they say the whole the Home Connect 620 can hold up to 250 user access codes and receive notifications from anywhere there is an internet connection through a home automation system. Homeowners can quickly send personalized access codes to family and guests. The master code feature of the Home Connect 620 protects commands and settings to prevent lock tampering and can be managed wirelessly for additional security and lock management. It features Quickset's latest version of the patented smart key security system and is easily installed, replacing existing deadbolt with just a screwdriver, no hard wiring needed, and is grade two certified. And the MSRP is $149.99. And normally this is where I go off about all these convenience features and wireless and smartphone apps being a bad idea. But after the story I just read, uh, it, I, I guess it really doesn't matter. If this gets people to actually lock their house, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm going the wrong way. Maybe we need more of this thing so people will actually lock their house. I mean, the risk of a criminal coming in through the doors you don't lock versus the risk of a criminal, you know, looking up online and learning how to to hack your smart lock are very different. So I guess lesser of two evils, let them have a smart lock. In community news, Artichoke2000 wanted to let us know that Legend of the Samurai is officially the first person in the world to publicly pick the Miwa LB and there's a video published on his channel, number 43, Miwa LB Picked and Partially Gutted. I recommend you check it out. These first video, first pick videos are always, always impressive. And this week, Tool sent out a notification that they are doing their 2021 board elections. Two of the five seats are up for election on the Tool U.S. Board of Directors. They say, we try to make Tool better every year, and the elections are no exception this year. To help members vote for their vision of the organization, we are offering a third way you can help select Tool's newest senior leadership. The ways you can help are stand for election, vote for election, or the new way you can help is submit questions for the candidates. And they say, remember, to do any of them, you must be a member in good standing. You can check your membership status at members.tool.us. The timeline for the elections. Questions are due by March 12th. Nominations are due by March 19th. Candidate videos are due by March 26th. And voting will be open April 2nd through 23rd. As in previous years, voting will be via mail. Or, sorry. Voting will be via email using ranked choice voting. So again, your your options are basically you can stand for election, which means you want to be a candidate, you can vote for the candidates, and you can ask questions of the candidates. You submit your questions to board at tool.us before March 12th. The board will curate submissions and present them to candidates for a video response. 
that will be posted to www.tool.us one week before ballots are released. So if you are interested in Tool and or you've been a member, make sure your member status is up to date and in good standing so that you can be sure to vote for your candidates. Don's Locks sent in a note saying that he was just put onto Tool in Australia and they need more members for meetups and etc. So anyone interested, go to www.tool.com.au. I went over to the website and checked it out and I thought I'd just read a couple of quick quotes from the website here so those of you in Australia know what it's about. Since our founding in 2019, Tool Australia has been working to serve the needs of the Locksport community in Australia alongside our friends over at Australian Locksport Guild. We feature three meetups in Melbourne, Canberra, and Newcastle, and facilitate several different Locksport, including lockpicking and impressioning. And under their fact, they have, how can I attend a meetup? says, we love to meet new people interested in locks, keys, and lockpicking. However, Tool does not condone the opening of locks that you do not have permission to open. If you're a burglar or have other illegal interests in opening locks, chances are that you're coming to Tool gathering will disappoint both of us. You will be disappointed because opening locks is an art that takes much more time and effort to learn than you think, and because we don't feel like teaching you. We'll be disappointed because we really do not want to be associated with you. If you're still interested, you are welcome to attend one of the four Tool public meetups held once a quarter to get a to get to meet existing members. If you have missed the public meetup but know an existing member, you are welcome to accompany them to a private meetup. Don's Locks, let me know in advance that Tony Varelli of 3D Locksport was interviewing Raymond Belmont, and I watched the interview uh, when it premiered. And for those of you that follow me on Twitter already, will know what I think. Uh, Tony did an excellent job with this interview. He he really did a great job. I enjoyed it immensely. So if uh, if you haven't seen it already and you know who Raymond Belmont is, you really should go check that video out. As always, link will be in the show notes. Tony did this excellent job of following kind of an arc. He started off nice and easy. Then he started getting tough, asking questions that really needed to be asked and then pushing to get real answers to those questions when there was, you know, some uh, sidestepping going on. And then there was a surprise ending. So go check it out. I won't get into specifics because the whole Raymond Belmont thing is a uh, point of drama in the community, and I don't really touch on drama, but I'm glad Tony did that interview. It needed to be done, and I like what he did with it. Lockpickers United is doing their third LPU shirt fundraiser. The fundraiser runs for two weeks. They are used to gather money for giveaways. So if you are if you haven't had one before, or yours is wearing out, be sure to go over and check out the fundraiser. They have links in their Discord and in my show notes. They also this year added hoodies because of demand. And then also they had a post up here saying the LPU contributors came up with a project to add to the current giveaway pot. They have come up with some serialized custom picks. There are 100 of them. Go over to the Discord and look at the announcements page if you haven't seen it already to 
work through how to order those. I'm not going to go on that in here because it's different than the shirts and the hoodies. Mr. Black Magic, who we'll talk about more in the karate belt section, made a new video that uh, he thought we might find interesting, and I found it interesting. The BKS Janus exterior, four axis, 12 plus one pins, picked and gutted. This is another example of those complex high pin count locks that I find extremely frustrating to pick, but he did a great job and he makes it look easy. So <laughs> go check it out. It's, it's, that's a, one of those locks that just, like I said, just frustrates the, the bejesus out of me because it's really hard to pick those really high pin count locks. Uh, additionally, Mr. Black Magic wanted to let everybody know that he is close to 100 subs on YouTube. Because of that, he's uh, thinking about making a fancy challenge and giveaway. Uh, he has some ideas and plans, but there is room for suggestions and other ideas. He would be interested in feedback from others in the community with ideas or wishes that they want in a challenge or giveaway. So they can write him on Discord or Reddit if they'd like to give him some ideas or some requests. He says maybe even he could have a contest to develop the coolest challenge or contest design. And the winner idea will be the following contest for his channel. Just something he thought might be possible. Anyway, if you have any ideas, head over to Discord or Reddit, get in touch with Mr. Blige Magic and uh, pitch your ideas. See what, uh, what he can do. Speedlocks.org has a few new records. We have the Master Lock number three by Pandafrog in 1.668 seconds. The Asa, v, Asa Twin V10 by Dr. Hogmaster in 2 minutes, 2.72 seconds. Master Lock number four by Rune in 2.236 seconds. And the Lockwood 110 slash 40 by Lemon in 5.534 seconds. These guys are lightning fast. Um, there have has been a rule change uh, to do with bidding over at speedlocks.org that did put some of the old records in a uh, slightly invalid <laughs> position. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to handle that at this point, but uh, there has been a rule change, so... You should go over there and check that out if you're interested in getting any records or you had some previous standing records. For Karate Belts this week, we have some new black belts to announce. From the uh, LPU Discord, the first announcement reads, I am proud to welcome Rain to the rank of black belt. He tore through six locks to reach his crowning achievement. These locks were the EVA 3KS, False Gates, No Mastering, the Zeiss Icon WSW Interior, the Dom IX Twin Star, the Urban Alps Stealth Key, the Asa Twin 6000 with Gins, and the EVA ICS. Please send him all your love and congratulations. The next announcement reads, I would like to be the first to congratulate Dr. Hogmaster on attaining his black belt. He went through two epic quests having impressioned a tamper-sealed lock from Diggs, created a spec document for an ICS pick, made a sweet custom pick. As well, he went beyond the requirements by picking three black belt locks, the EVA 3KS, the very difficult EVA ICS, 
and the Asa Twin V10 with barrels. The third announcement, yes, three black belts this week, says, I am happy to welcome the foxy Mr. Black Magic to his well-earned black belt. He picked his way through six tough locks to get the top of the lock mountain. With The locks he picked were the EVA 3KS Plus, Zeiss Icon WSW, Asa DP4400, Dom IX Twin Star, Zeiss Icon SK6 Extra Code, a Supreme Achievement, and the EVA ICS Cookie. Check out his videos for some fancy lock content, it says. Congratulations, gentlemen. Well, well done. And three in one week. But I didn't see any other belts uh, publicly purple or above, so that's where we'll leave that this week. Remember, the show is only possible because of your support and the support of others in the community. So if you value the show, please give back a little bit to the show if you can in the way of news, links, uh, information about giveaways, anything that has to do with the Locksport community or anything you think they'd find interesting. Send it in to either podcast at locksportscast.com or just check the other uh, methods in the show notes or you can always go to locksportscast.com and there's plenty of ways to contact me over there. You can share the podcast with your other lockpicking friends to help spread the word. More people that know about it, the more people that share information. You can leave a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube to help the logarithm. Leave a comment on your favorite podcasting platform. Or if you want, you can financially support the show by donating on PayPal or subscribing on Patreon. Patrons do get early access to episodes. Usually it's only about a day. For the interview episodes, I try to make it about a week. You get a private RSS feed if you want it from Patreon that gives you those early access. If you support the show with a donation or information, I'll give you a shout out on the show and I'll give you a producer credit in the show notes. I did create a new Patreon uh, level at $2 a month that I just called a fan level. So if you want to do that, it does not include all of the uh, links in the show notes and stuff. But it is something you can do if you just want to support at a, a lower level than the $5 a month. And I'm considering that maybe at the end of this month, I'm going to retire. Well, not retire. Lock the current executive producer membership. For, and it will only be for the people that have already signed up for it. That way, it's kind of an exclusive thing. And I will probably rename it to something like founding executive producers. Because these are the, the people that have signed up by on Patreon. In the earlier days of this show, before uh, I really found my feet, I really appreciate their support. It's a big part of why I felt motivated to keep pushing through this, even though I was having a lot of uh, issues trying to figure out the schedule and how to, how to do it quickly. They really stepped up, um, and by starting to donate early, really made me motivated to keep going, because now people were giving me money for something. You can't let them down. <laughs> anyway, so really you have uh the people that have been supporting the show both in content and on Patreon and PayPal. If you're enjoying the show, go check out their links and their channels and uh they they are the reason the show exists. So with that said, it's time to thank the people that made this show possible. Uh the executive producers for this episode, we have some new ones. 
But the original ones, we have Meddler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, William's Brain, Dave to be Deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical. New ones, we have PH Picker, and we have Bill N. Bill N. came in and signed up on Patreon for the $5 a month executive producer. And then, I didn't even know you could do it, but he upped his uh, amount to $25 a month. I, I didn't even know at the time that that was possible. That was a surprise. So, uh, thank you, Bill. And he doesn't even have a website or a YouTube channel for me to link. He just wanted to pledge $25. Um, the chief content producer for this episode is Joshua Gonzalez. Other content producers for this episode are Artichoke2000, Don's Locks, Mr. Black Magic, Rune, Picker, uh, HP Logic, Cheryl, Evil Arch Conservative, Vent, Pandafrog, PH Picker, Starlock and Pocket Woman. Uh, just a great turnout this show for both news and financial support. Uh, thank you to all of you. I, I really mean it. In the resources section this week, I don't know if this is really resource, but it's where I decided to stick it. Joshua Gonzalez sent in a link to Historical Locks by Asa Abloy. And I found this a, an interesting site. I spent a few minutes looking over the site, and I have to say it lives up to its name. It's loaded with historical lock information. So if you're inter interested in that, you should check it out. Um, I'll just read a brief bit of the website where it describes what, what it's about. It says, Welcome to Historical Locks. These pages are the work of Rain Borg, PhD in aesthetics, ethnologist, and engineer, and the Asa Abloy Lock Group. We hope that this site will be a meeting place and a knowledge bank for everyone who is interested in the history of locks. It all started when Rainborg visited Central Prague in the spring of 1962 in a little mom-and-pop curio shop he bought his first wrought iron door key. He still has that key, a thing of beauty with a complex bit. Curious as to how the lock and key might look, he started investigating more and more into the history of locks and keys and soon became fascinated by their workings. His curiosity eventually resulted in an impressive collection of locks and keys. Examining these collector's items, visiting museums all over Europe, Asia, and the United States, and studying available literature from around the world has made him something of an expert in the field. Rain decided to share his fascination with these wonderful things, and in a meeting with the S. Abloy group in late 20, or 2003, the idea was born to create dynamic web-based platform for locks and keys based on Rain's collection and drawings. So, I recommend you go check it out. In lockpicking criminal news this week, we'll start off with a story about two convicted felons that are facing a variety of felony charges after fleeing from police and then found with incriminating evidence suggesting that they are impersonating police officers while committing crimes. Michael George Teen and Tani Dean Chavez were arraigned March 4th before the 27th district judge and could face many years behind bars after being charged with numerous felonies as habitual offenders. They were seen exiting a store, jumping into a waiting vehicle, and according to police, then they sped away onto eastbound Ford Avenue without yielding or stopping. Uh, an officer attempted to stop the vehicle, but they continued accelerating at high rate of speed and uh, started a pursuit. Um, the vehicle came to an abrupt stop, and the passenger jumped out, Chavez, and fled on foot. 
After the vehicle was stopped and team was arrested, responding officers spotted the fleeing man in an alleyway and chased him down. That's uh, the passenger. Police recovered a BB gun fashioned to resemble an actual gun. Additionally, the officers recovered a police badge, handcuffs, crystal meth, cocaine, thousands of dollars of goods that are believed to have been stolen. The duo were also in possession of a variety of burglary tools, including a lockpick set. And the, the story has a picture of the set that looks pretty well worn. So, I mean, it's a cheap set, but it looks like they've been using it either actively or practicing either way. And story out of Germany from the 5th of March. Intern at German prison faces hefty bill after sending photo of master key to friends. Evidently, a man that was on work placement at a prison in the state of Brandenburg was immediately dismissed from his internship after he decided to send friends a photo of the prison's master key via WhatsApp. The man now faces a bill of up to 50,000 euros after the Justice Ministry had to pay for the immediate replacement of all, of, well, of, it doesn't say all, it says 600 locks in the prison. The, they say the photo of the key could provide enough information for a skilled locksmith to be able to replicate it. Well, not just locksmiths. And good on them for actually taking it seriously and changing the locks. Uh, it says some 20 prison guards worked for hours the following morning to ensure that all the locks were changed. The internship ended with immediate effect and the intern was issued with a ban on entering the building, a spokesperson said. And this next story isn't really Locksport related, but HV Logic sent it in with the, with the previous one. And it just kind of shows a, maybe there's a problem with the prisons in Germany. This one is actually from the 2nd of January, 2018. Seventh prisoner escapes from Berlin jail within a week. So it starts off saying, while police in the capital were still on the hunt for five inmates who escaped from Berlin, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, prison on Thursday, Another two broke out only four days later on New Year's Day. The New Year's escapees had special terms of detention and were allowed to leave the prison for specific amounts of time, according to a prison spokesman. So they didn't really understand why they went about it the way they did, because they could have freely walked out of the main entrance. But instead, they got out by manipulating a lattice grid on a window in, the, in a fellow prisoner's cell. Hmm. And I guess the previous Thursday, four prisoners had managed to escape from the same prison by using a heavy hammer and an angle grinder. The four had access to the tools because they were working in the auto repair shop, which is part of the, the prison complex there. And they had gone to the boiler room and used tools to cut through a ventilator and into free space. They course we're searched for the search however does not according at this time this says the search however does not include the release of photos of the escapees evidently in germany a judge or a prosecutor can order the use of photographs when all other methods have been exhausted so someone is in prison convicted but and they escape and you can't release a photo of them even that's strange sales this week i believe are the same as last week we have matt's lock pit has a 10 percent off with the code sale 10 that expires march 9th hooligankeys.com has the code new stuff 21 for 15 percent off 
3dlocksport.com has 10% off with the code PACKLOCK10. Mako Locks still has their Black Friday special page up and still has the 15% off code by Mako. UK Lock Pickers has 10% off with the code GIFT. Uh, all the ones that don't have an expiration, I check right before the recording and they all work. Giveaways, we have Evil Arch Conservative has a new giveaway to celebrate a new apartment. There are two prize packs, one for pickers, one for non-pickers. It ends on March th 13th. There'll be a link in the show notes. I recommend you go check out the video. It's uh, LP35, hashtag treats for PB, celebrating my new apartment is the name of the video. Evil Arch Conservative, go over there, check it out. Talon Picks 50,000 subscriber giveaway is still going. Uh, looks like it ends either on the 30th or 31st, just judging from their countdown timer on the giveaway page. So you should go check that out if you haven't already. Rune will be doing random drawings each Saturday to give away Challenge Lock that he picked the previous Saturday. So go check out his channel if you are into Challenge Locks. PH Picker is still doing his 100 sub giveaway. Uh, hashtag PH100. There's a entry for YouTubers and non-YouTubers, and it ends on the 31st of March. Go check that out. He also is still doing his new picker giveaway, where he's trying to give lockpicking supplies to new locksporters. Anyone is welcome to enter, but he requests that if you're an experienced picker, that you have gear, that you donate the prize, you sponsor a new picker, basically. There are entries on that, also for YouTubers and non-YouTubers. And it also ends on March 31st. Starlock still has his Operation Starburst thing going on. Um, you can join his posse by following one set of instructions. He also has the giveaway side where you can enter either with a video or email. And that runs until the 19th of March. So go check that out. Panda Frog has the March video up where he's giving away locks and his custom challenge coins. Those things are beautiful. And he's also, through the course of the year, giving away one every month. And he's also giving an additional four away of the challenge coins for people who are not YouTubers. And I'm not going to get into all the rules on these today because I'm in a little bit of a rush. So go check out their videos if you want the rules. That's the best way to get them anyway, because I could mislead you. CLK Supplies does their a Lock Boss free giveaway continuously, so go check them out if you're into giveaways. And don't forget the Shout Out Monday series by Starry Lock, and uh, he's joined by Pocket Woman in doing shout outs for new channels with less than 100 subscribers. They try to incentivize you to go over there and check out the channel and leave a comment by having a monthly giveaway for a 20 pound Law Lock Tools gift certificate. So go check them out. Just do a Go over to Starlock or Pocket Women's channel, or you can just do a, a search for hashtag shoutout Monday. The Lock Sportscast is doing the Pack Lock a Month giveaway. I'm caught up again for now. And the way you get entered is by sending me information that I use in the podcast. So any information that you use that that I use in the podcast that you sent me gets an entry, and it gets an entry for every podcast that I use it in. So if you give me a bit of information that I can use that spans multiple weeks, you'll get multiple entries. That's how that works. Remember 
This podcast needs your support, so send me any information you have that's Locksport related. Anything you think the community might benefit from, send it to podcast at locksportscast.com or any of the other methods that you will find in the show notes. Uh, I want to thank everyone for their continued support and for this podcast and the Locky Award show that I did. Um, I will be sending out all those trophies soon, so remember, keep it legal. Legal.